Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Thanksgiving 2022 news and stuff right after this. You've probably heard it said tough times don't last, but uh, tough people do. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. When the difficult times come into your life, what is your response? And it may seem easier sometimes to, why don't we quit while we're ahead? This is not the kind of attitude that God wants us to demonstrate, however. Instead, we're to hold our heads high and press on through the pain. This comes as a shock to many believers. After placing their faith in Jesus Christ, they often are surprised when some unexpected hardships arrive. This reveals a terrible misconception. The Bible does not promise an easy life once you accept Jesus as Lord. In fact, the Word assures us quite the opposite. Jesus himself declared that if we're found in him, the world will give us a great deal of trouble. John 16, 33. At the end of your struggle, you're going to see that God is standing with your reward. The crown of life, James 1, 12. This is an athletic reference. Essentially, the crown of life is God's gold medal for a job well done here. What in the world is going on in China? Where it all started, China reported record-high COVID-19 infections today, with cities nationwide imposing localized lockdowns, mass testing, and other curves that are fueling frustration and darkening the outlook of the world's second-largest economy. The resurgence of these infections nearly three years after the pandemic emerged in the central city of Wuhan is casting doubt on investor hopes for China to ease its rigid zero-COVID policy anytime soon, despite more recent targeted measures. The curbs are taking a toll on all the lockdown residents as well as output at the factories, including the world's biggest iPhone plant, which has been rocked by clashes between workers and security personnel. What in the world is going on? For the first time, First time since the beginning of the pandemic, a majority of Americans are dying now from the coronavirus. They were the uh, ones at least partially vaccinated, according to a new analysis of federal and state data. The waning efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines and increasingly contagious strains of that virus being spread to elderly and immunocompromised people have resulted in more deaths among those that have taken at least one vaccine dose, according to the Washington Post. 58% of coronavirus death in August, people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to a troubling trend, don't you think? That suspect of the deadly LGBT queer nightclub shooting in Colorado Springs, Colorado, made an initial appearance in court by video yesterday, held without bail. 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich could be seen slumped in a chair, flanked by two defense attorneys. My, oh, my. It happened. ABC News reports that Alaska's incumbent Senator Republican Lisa Murkowski is projected to win re-election against another Republican opponent, the Trump-backed Kelly Chewbacca, and that Democrat representative Mary Patola. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Is she the new kind of Republican? Probably. That Walmart manager who laughed while brutally shooting six people to death and injuring several more on Tuesday night, had a manifesto on his cell phone explaining the motive for his horrific killing. 
He was upset about the recent change in employment status and was being harassed about it by fellow employees. Yeah. Who do you trust there? Nobody. Two names, Catherine Engelbrunt. Ever heard of them? Greg Phillips, huh? They were jailed, strip searched, chained up. Who were they? Oh, they were doing a little investigating into election fraud, but they have been released now. The ruling came three weeks after U.S. District Judge Kenneth Hoyt ordered these two jailed without bond out in Houston, Texas, for refusing to disclose a confidential source in their probe of evidence that a Michigan-based election software company was storing personal data of U.S. poll workers on servers in China. Now they're finding out it's all true, and oh, they're all crooks. Where's my... Yeah. Where's Dinesh D'Souza and 2,000 mules? More and more women carrying guns. One gal carrying a concealed weapon shot a man in the head as he tried to get into her vehicle on the south side of Chicago yesterday. The 23-year-old sitting in her car around 2 in the morning, 1300 block of East 98th Street. Four men exited a black sedan. One of them tried to get into her car. Flashing a handgun, she shot him. The other three men, by the way, they shot at her. She got shot in the arm, escaped. Crazy, mixed up, New America. Flood of evil. Oh, can it be? Mac and cheese could be off the menu this Thanksgiving, especially if you're shopping on a budget. Thanksgiving dinner today, 2022, costs an average of $251. <laughs> I'm taking a pie to my son. That ought to do it. More news right after this. Come on, you know you're rich, right? Why should we consider ourselves rich? Well, basically, we have four major things that we ought to consider blessings from God. That forgiveness, when you place your trust in Jesus, your sin is washed away, forgiven. That freedom, Christianity is the only religion in the world that offers freedom from a works-based righteousness. Yeah, all we have to do is accept that loving gift of grace, John 8, 36. And then that union with God, we don't worship a distant deity. Rather, we praise a loving Heavenly Father who knows every intimate detail about us. Paul uses the phrase, in him, you will see the great emphasis he placed on his relationship with Jesus Christ there in Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. And then, oh my goodness, eternal life. If you've been sealed in God, then you are forever bound with him. He has you firmly in his grip and nothing can pull you away. The riches of being a Christian. Well, we'll just pause for living in today's world, especially today, today. Thanksgiving, just a thought. It's jarring to see retailers. They keep jumping the gun a little earlier every year. As soon as that first leaf falls off the tree, let's have a widespread practice. Let's kick off Christmas sales. It's bizarre to see in the United States of America, where we have a national holiday, one of the nation's oldest, Thanksgiving. This attitude toward Thanksgiving is especially ironic, given it's well, the purpose of today, pause, reflect, give thanks for our embarrassment of all the money we have, riches, who has time to count blessings when there are things out there to get, that temptation to rush from one desire to the next, nothing new, is it? 
It's rooted in the very nature of mankind, for whom change in all things is so sweet, as Aristotle was quoting. Remember him, Aristotle? Attributed our attraction to novelty for the sake of novelty, what scholars Ben and Jenna Story call our restless love of change to man's certain defective condition. That is, humans are somehow incomplete or mortal, and though we were aware of that mortality, it's painful to even think about, so we distract ourselves and resist any reflection at all, even today, since doing that may require acknowledging our dependence on others, even as we recognize the vanity of some of our own. Again, back to Aristotle, he noted that most people are very forgetful, forgetful of the benefits we've already received. We'd prefer to focus on the good things we've done for ourselves and others, since this gives us some sort of a reassurance of our self-sufficiency. Aristotle even pointed out that benefactors love their beneficiaries more than their beneficiaries love them. Gratitude is appropriate, but pride gets in the way. And as I continue to preach across America, one of the number one problems in the church today, pride, and brings on a lot of demonic confusion and trouble in your life. Think we should humble ourselves today, huh? All us turkey-loving Americans. Thanksgiving includes not only solemn praise and thanksgiving, but just as importantly, we should have some joy. From the Pilgrim's famous feast with Native Americans to the 20th century introduction of Thanksgiving Day parades like Macy's, our, our tradition has been marked by both humble contemplation of unearned grace, oh yeah, and festive celebration of all we've been given. Both of those things remind us to cherish the time you have now, you never know, resisting the urge to look ahead in anticipation of future and things that we can have. I think we should live this way all the time, don't you? Present to the time-bound world around us rather than missing it in the frantic and sometimes futile attempts and habits that characterize modern America, the one that's filled with a flood of evil. Nonetheless, there is wisdom in the American tradition of carving out a specific time like today for gratitude, halting us in our race to Christmas and hopefully slowing our pace thereafter so our hearts will be ready for the next season, the next season that comes. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe you ought to get saved today. Oh, wouldn't that be the greatest Thanksgiving day ever? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Think about it. Well, I guess it was just kind of a glitch that no one complained about. Uh, for about two hours, Sunday night into Monday morning, an ATM near Houston, Texas, was spitting out $100 bills instead of $20 bills to people who withdrew cash. The call went out over social media late Sunday night. <laughs> the Bank of America giving away free money. And now Bank of America says in a statement, everyone fortunate enough to have capitalized on what the company is calling a vendor error can keep that money. This was a single ATM in Houston caused when a vendor incorrectly loaded $100 bills in place of tens. Well, that's, that's quite an error. <laughs> if I were hitting the $10 button there, it'd be spitting out singles. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody.
Well, there he is, standing tall in Australia. A giant cow, which stands six feet four inches tall, weighs the same as a family hatchback. A real novelty, and so big that it's been saved from the slaughterhouse. This thing weighs 3,300 pounds. Owner, cattle farmer Jeff Pearson, said this Holstein Friesen, is that how you say that? It's a dairy breed, normally weighs about 1,500 pounds, stands four feet tall. Even the breed's bulls only reach five feet ten inches tall, weigh a couple thousand pounds, so a monster in Australia. Interesting. Hey, a man lost a large chunk of money, but a good Samaritan made sure every dollar came back. Every year around this time, James Hills and his family donate money to a few local organizations. He went out to get cash November the 19th, and later that day realized, hey, it's, where is it? He said, I was probably doing a hundred different things and just lost the $1,200. And it got to the point a few days later that I couldn't find it. He'd just come from the bank. The money was stuffed in an envelope, meant as a gift for the less fortunate. But then it just disappeared and no clues as to where it had gone. We try to spend the $1,200 or less, whatever we can come up with as far as we can. And, and at that point, we see what we can do with it. It sends a good moral compass message to my kids, and a lot of people benefit from it. In the past, the family has donated to Children's Incorporated and Lions Club, all kinds of things. And Hills had lost all hope. He saw a Facebook post, however, from the Orlando Police Department. It asked anyone who had lost something of value at a Silver Lake Kroger store to contact the department. He did. I started getting excited that there was a Christmas miracle out there that I could keep this tradition alive, he said. A woman and her daughter had found the cash in the parking lot, turned it in to an employee there, and who called police. It took a week, but Hill's got his money back. I love our community. I'm just speechless just thinking about this. I kind of get teary-eyed thinking there are people out there, good people out there, a perfect message for this time of year. Every time we do something good, it comes back. Some kind of message goes out there. That is great. $1,200 cash. That mom and daughter doing the right thing. What was on this date? Back in 1924, Macy's first Thanksgiving Day Parade, billed as a, the Christmas Parade, takes place in New York City. 1962, on this date, the first Boeing 727 is rolled out of the company's Renton plant. And in 1978, San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and City Supervisor Harvey Milk, a gay rights activist, are shot to death inside City Hall by former Supervisor Dan White. And finally, who said that? Any dog lover. Sometimes the only thing you need to feel a whole lot better is having a dog snuggle up next to you. Oh, I can identify with that. How about you? Hey, thank you. On my Facebook page, texting, phone calls. All kinds of nice, wonderful wishes for Thanksgiving. Same to you, to you and your family. Just great to be able to share those thoughts and ideas. Amen. Amen. Oh, and finally then, boy, that reminder nobody wants. Don't forget tonight to turn your bathroom scales back 15 pounds. Do that 1 a.m. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this.
You're listening to Hello World News, information, comment, all kinds of stuff. Monday through Friday, thousands of you listen every day, sometimes twice a day. We are so grateful. You pray for us, we pray for you. Trust this is a great day. Wouldn't it be nice for Thanksgiving thoughts and attitudes every day? Christmas, same way. Resurrection Sunday, you know, all that. Yeah, it would be good. Thank you for being here, my friend. God bless. Tell others about the program and get back here again tomorrow after the big feast. So, when does it happen when you really start hungering and thirsting for Almighty God? At what point in our lives do we begin to do that? Does it begin at salvation? I don't think it does. Because in Isaiah 43, 21, God says, The people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. If God made us for himself, naturally, he would then place in us a desire for him. So if this hungering and thirsting does not begin when a person is saved, it must be present when we're born. This would mean that every single person has within himself a yearning for God. What do you think? Perhaps you're thinking, if I did not know God until later in life, how did I have a hunger for him before I ever knew him? Now that is a good question. The concept may be difficult to grasp at first, but it's no less true. God places a desire for himself within everyone, everyone he creates. And it's also true that while some people discover and embrace this desire for God, others, the majority, never do. Let me give you an example. When a child is brought up in a home where he or she is exposed to the Word of God, a home in which the Bible is read and prayers are lifted up to God, this child will realize early in life that God has a place and a purpose and a plan for his life. This child will comprehend that the most important thing in life is a relationship with the Lord. And having begun to understand God's place in his or her life, the child will begin to think progressively about God and a loving relationship that he offers. I heard Charles Stanley say that a similar thing happened in his own life. He began attending church at a very young age, even before he knew why he was going. He listened to a lot of sermons. He also had early memories of his mother and her Bible. Charles said mom would read it to him. Even though I did not initially understand everything she was saying, she would also pray for me and call my name before God. Even without knowing what she was doing, my mother was helping me to recognize the specific desire and hunger within me, which was for God. At the age of 12, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. My decision was part of progression of an inborn desire for God that he'd placed in my heart. I can remember one of my childhood friends, however, who grew up with parents that did not go to church. They did not talk about the Bible or about God. And when I told this special friend that I'd been saved, he said, I want to hear about that. Even though God had planted a desire for himself within both of our hearts, our lives took different paths. While my mom was wise enough to feed and water my desire for God, my friend was not so fortunate. He ended up in prison with no interest in God. Unfortunately, this situation is not uncommon. When a child has no relationship with God and no one talks to him about God, he begins to look at the things of the world and what it has to offer. And the world has a tremendous menu from which you can feast or drink if you choose to do so. If we don't realize that God has placed within our hearts hungers and thirst that are to be satisfied only by God, then we're going to likely make choices based upon what looks appetizing and appealing to us. 
When we do so, then we're going to find that Satan's offerings are, wow, they are plentiful. His menu, money, power, prestige, addictions. And he whispers ever so subtly, seek after these things and you're going to be happy. Whatever it takes, feeling good should be your number one priority in life, says the enemy. It makes me sad to think about all the things people do to feel satisfied and accepted in this old world. In contradiction to Satan's worldly offerings, God's menu is, well, it's small, very short. It contains one single item, as a matter of fact, but it's the only thing that will ever satisfy you completely. That's Jesus Christ. And with him comes peace and happiness and joy and contentment and security. We can own many things and attain many great successes in life, but if you don't have Jesus Christ, these things mean absolutely nothing. You will never be satisfied, never fulfilled, and never have a real joy or peace or contentment apart from Almighty God. A life, I'm here to tell you, my friend, a life without Jesus Christ is a miserable life indeed. Knowing this, then, we must cling to the fact that we will never be disappointed by hungering and thirsting for God. A relationship with God is intimate and fulfilling. The more you hunger and thirst for God, the more of Himself He will reveal to you and the more He will give you. Our thirst for God will also open our eyes to an interesting paradox. While we will always yearn for God, we will at the same time experience satisfaction and peace and a, a sense of completeness and joy in our life. This is the mystery and the absolute truth about the nature of one's relationship to Almighty God. While He's always satisfying us, of course, He is also continually increasing our desire and our hunger for Him. When we act upon our hunger and thirst for the Lord, we're not going to allow other things to become competition to God in this life. Many people misconstrue this God-given desire for Himself as merely a, a longing for companionship. They direct their yearning to love and be loved toward people and things that are not God. And then what happens? Satan takes advantage of that situation. The devil begins to tell his lies, saying, Direct your love toward this person. Direct your love toward this thing. And it will bring the satisfaction you need. My friend, listen to me today. When we listen carefully to our hearts, God is also speaking. I placed within your heart the desire to love and be loved. He tells us, but I placed them there for you to express that love toward me, not toward someone else. Besides, your relationship with another person will never produce the sense of wholeness that you're going to derive from knowing Almighty God. Why don't you do that today? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that's you, believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life, eternity in heaven with God. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That can be you today, my friend. Why not do that? A hungering and a thirsting for God within every person is a yearning for God. Aren't you... Glad you're saved today. And finally, I don't think it works this way. The Christian doctors, your, your recovery was a miracle. The Christian patient, well, thank God. Now I don't have, <laughs> have to pay you. You know it doesn't work that way. 
You've been listening to Hello World. Thank you so much for being here each day at this time. Continue to tell others about the broadcast, and it's that time of year. Think about this Christian radio station and what you can do to help them along for another few months, my friend. It's all about giving and caring and others. And you know that should be especially emphasized today. Thanksgiving, 2022. Trust you're going to have a great day, and it does include lots of others in your life. Until tomorrow, Friday, God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your Thanksgiving day.